Welcome to Backpack Digital, where we talk travel, minimalism, being a digital nomad, and the real most important things in life. If you're in Cairo, Egypt, or Bordeaux, France, I would invite you to join me. I am currently in Hue, I believe that's how you say it, Vietnam, just north of Hoi An, just south of Dong Hoi. That's where I am. <laughs> How's it going? Hello. How's it going? If you want to ask a question or say hello, it's Instagram at Backpack Digital. Nice and easy. Come say hello. We got stories as well. I say we, it's me. I know, my missus is there too. She does all the stories anyway. So there you go. Anyway, <laughs> last time I talked to you, I was in Halong, which is up in the north, the northeast of Vietnam. If you're new here, me and the missus are traveling uh, through Vietnam, north to south. Hanoi to Saigon on the motorcycle. I call it a motorcycle. It's really a scooter. <laughs> motorcycle sounds cooler, doesn't it? Anyway, so what has happened since then? Let's see. So how long, if you've been, you know, <laughs> it's a very nice place. It's one of the natural wonders of the world. I don't know how many there are. It's not like the wonders of the world where it's like, the Great Wall of China, which today uh, Kat referred to as uh, the China Big Wall. So that's that. Uh, <laughs> it's not, not the wonders like that, but it's the natural wonders. So you've got that and you've got, just realized I don't know anymore. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Halong Bay is what it is. And I said this last time, Halong means dragon. Bay looks like a dragon. There's all these, look at it on Google. It's amazing. Halong Bay. Anyway, so we left Halong, kind of because we went on a ferry to an island called Kat Ba. Don't know how to actually say it. And people call it the Jurassic Park Island. And because of that, I had the Jurassic Park theme in my head the entire time, right? It's like a 40-minute drive. Well, it's a 40-minute ride from where the ferry drops you off to like the, the town, which is on the bottom. Ferries on the top, you know, towns on the bottom. It wasn't 40 minutes. I think I just ride fast because uh, like... We've been looking at the at the what's it called the Google Maps as we've been riding, and we stop every thirty minutes because I'm old and my back hurts. I'm not that old in thirty, and uh, <laughs> and every thirty minutes I've I've been checking, and we average each thirty minutes is like twenty two to twenty six minutes. So we're faster than Google Maps, which is nice. But yeah, anyway, so it took maybe 25, 30 minutes, something like that. Lovely road, lovely stretches of road, and uh, all throughout that I had the the. Jurassic Park theme in my head, which, as we all know, is only one bar long. Like, think of the, the Jurassic Park theme now. It's one bar long, isn't it? <laughs> it goes... All the, all the way. The whole way. <laughs> and it does look like Jurassic Park. I, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. I did feel a bit like I was in Jurassic Park. And we saw a bloke who looked like the old man from Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was cool. There was none of that bloke there, that other bloke. What's his name? He was in that film, you know. He was in uh, that film with the other two blokes and a bird. <laughs> What's that film called? You know the one? They're, uh, they're three aliens and they come down. Uh, uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. That's him. Uh, he was the blue one? He was the blue one? Jim Carrey was the red one? If you haven't seen that film, you must watch that film. It's amazing. It's relentlessly 80s. But the bloke in it, he was also in the remake of The Fly. Not the 1958 version, the 80-something version. What's his name? That bloke, he's in Jurassic Park. You know, he's got a face. 
what's his name? I don't know, but I'll I'll think about that. Damn, what is his name? Nah, nah. It'll come to me. It'll, oh God, I'm getting old. It'll come to me. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> we got the cat Bah, and it's a cool place. Like I said, we got all the way down to the bottom, and there's uh, there's beaches and whatnot. And all throughout this trip, Kat's been saying the same thing. Uh, she hates big buildings. Like she just she doesn't hate big buildings. She hates when big buildings are made in places like that. You know, it's like oh, boom, there's a big new hotel. It's like she she likes the natural beauty, etc. You know, what's that guy's name? No, it's not going to come to me. No, it totally is. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. There we go. <sighs> Feels better. Doesn't that feel better? What were we saying? Yeah. So there's uh, <laughs> there was construction going on as there is in Vietnam. And uh, so she wasn't too happy about that. But got some nice pictures. Got some nice pictures with the bay. But one of the islands looked exactly like, exactly like Acto from two. Two? 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 I, I don't know what it's called, but the one from uh, from uh, Star Wars 7. <laughs> By the way, who's hyped for Star Wars this December? Me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, it looked exactly like Akito. Akito? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to scour my memory for what I remember from that place. This is why I do these, so that like in a week when I've forgotten everything, I can just listen back and go, oh yeah, Akito, yeah. <laughs> That was nice. I went on the beach and that was lovely. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. One thing about the beach is um, how to put this. Um, see, my missus is from Brazil, right? And I don't know whether you've seen what they wear on the beach in Brazil. Uh, awfully different to what they wear anywhere else. <laughs> so there was a lot of... Uh, she, she didn't feel entirely comfortable. She, she felt like, like that it was an art exhibit and she was the piece. <laughs> so, but, you know, wear bigger bikinis. <laughs> anyway, so, Kappa. <laughs> uh, on the way back, so we stayed there and it was lovely. lovely. And then on the way back, right, we're coming back. And we asked the bloke down in the uh, in the foyer uh, reception bit of the hostel. We stayed in the hostel, and we're staying in. I'm going way off topic. We're staying in hostels most of the time, but we're getting we're those people that get the private. I know we're those people that get the private rooms. I know, I know. I've seen us in the past. Look at those guys getting private. What are they like? Sixty nine years old, you know? But that's us. That's us. I, but the, the point about it is I'm working until 2 a.m. while I'm here, you know? 6 p.m. till 2 a.m. I don't actually work that, that much. But, but yeah, so I don't want to keep people up, that's my excuse, uh, until 2 a.m. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense. <laughs> anyway, so where were we? Yeah, foyer. And we asked the bloke, we were like, hey, up, son, uh, we haven't, uh, you know, probably could be son. Uh, <laughs> it's not racist, is it? No. It could be. Anyway, so we are, oh, there goes me, me rating. Um, <laughs> so we asked the bloke, we said, hey, uh, when does the ferry leave in the north? Like, And it was, what time was it? It was half past 11. That was it. And we, did, we forgot to ask. We were like, we know there's like three ferries a day. And so we said, ah, oh, what time's the ferry? You know, we were thinking it's about two, something like that. And he goes, nah, mate, 
it's a it's at twelve. It's in thirty minutes from now. We're like, what? So <laughs> we get everything on the bike. Ah, oh, come on, get stuff on the bike, and we leave like with twenty five minutes. I think twenty two minutes to do this supposedly forty minute bike ride. Right? I tell you what, I was Valentino Rossi. Tell you what, if you don't, that's a that's a motorbike rider. My knee was down. Uh, we man, we no one has driven faster through that island. Like just through the corners. Oh, it was and the roads are not good. Fairly dangerous, but it was all good. It was all good. And yeah, it was it was the fastest. It was absolutely mental. And I was like, we're not gonna make it, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> we were looking at the time, and I remember seeing on the Google Maps, because I set it up just to see, you know. And it was like uh, there was like 10 minutes to go, and it was like two minutes until the ferry's supposed to leave. I was like, well, we're definitely not going to make it. And we ended up getting there at 12.05, I think, which is pretty good going, really. Uh, got there at 12.05. Turns out, a bunch of people there were like, eh, what's going on here? And they go, we're just waiting for the ferry, son. Like, My name's not son, first of all. And uh, <laughs> stop it. And uh, they said, yeah, the ferry's at one. <laughs> like oh no but we made it because we were thinking that the, the, the ferry after that he was like yeah they're at 12 and at 3 so I was like right we run to get this one and if we miss it we wait there 3 hours where there's nothing it's just a ferry stop what are they called? port and there's nothing so we, we, it's either waiting for 3 hours being bored wasting our riding time or we catch this one we missed it but it turns out the next one was at 1 so there you go everything worked out nicely very nicely. All right. From then, <clears throat> we went on to Nandin. Nandin. Not a lot happened in Nandin. Can't remember it. <laughs> it's one of those spots, like you have this when you're traveling. It's one of those spots where it's like you're there to get to the next place, you know? That's just what it is. Like the one we were in yesterday. It's so it's three hours from Hue. And so everyone there is going to Hue tomorrow. And we actually... Uh, yeah, I'll say this now. We yesterday in in Dong Hoi, we uh, saw this woman there, and we just saw it in passing, you know. And then in our hostel, and then today in Dong Hoi, we're just walking around. Oh no, we were we were sitting down eating, and she walks past. We're like, hey, it's that woman. She's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then uh, <laughs> and then we finish eating, and then we go back to our street, and we go in this little shop because she wants to have a look at some of these. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, ear rings and stuff and uh, and a woman's in there we're like hey how are you doing and uh, and she was uh, she's cool she's like I don't know late 40s maybe you're not supposed to guess a woman's age but there you go and uh, she is from Canada and she was kind of just going around she was like yeah I was in uh, Hanoi I think she said and I uh, took the sleeper train uh, to this place and tomorrow I'm taking the bus to, to Hoi An and and all this stuff and it's like wow that's, are you doing it on your own she's like yeah yeah totally she goes after this I'm going to Thailand Cambodia I'm doing it all man and uh, and I really like that you know like now that I'm 30 <laughs> I consider myself one of the older few <laughs> it's like when you're 18 and you're traveling you think Jesus they're 45 like what are they doing out here <laughs> you know but it's like are you still going man you still got that. And you know what I love the most? When when people haven't traveled, you know, and they're 45 and they go, 
right, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go travel. I don't know what her position was, but I think, like, I just really like that type of thing, you know? And then, uh, and then we're like, where are you staying? She goes, oh, I'm staying in that hostel there. And we're like, I'm looking out the window now into the window of the, of the hostel she's in. <laughs> like, we're so close. And we're both going to Hoi An tomorrow and I bet we'll see her there. <laughs> it's funny how that happens. It does happen quite a lot though. Anyway, what was I saying? Um, yeah, Nandin. There you go. Only thing I remember from there was, uh, oh no, that was the place. Yeah, so fried banana was the only thing I can remember. It's it's Kat's favorite food now because she used to have it when she was a kid. And uh, oh, don't you love foods like that? I don't know what mine would be being English. Angel Delight? Nah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't you love those things from when you were a kid and you have them maybe in some other country or, or whatever and you go, this is my childhood. <laughs> you know? Like whenever, whenever we get the bike fixed here, and like uh, the first time we got the bike fixed, I was there helping the guy with the light because it was getting dark, you know? So I was there shining my light on and then he'd go to look at the tools to pick them up. I'd shine my light on them and I was helping and that's my childhood, you know? <laughs> helping fix bikes. <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, thing about Nandin, right? We're walking along right? and uh, we look to our right. Clock shop, right? Shop for clocks, right? <laughs> uh, just a, a shop full of clocks. And the good thing about clocks is you can hang them on a wall. So, right, imagine this. You've got three walls that you can hang stuff on, right? And you've got maybe 20 clocks, uh, a row of 20 clocks, and maybe, no, uh, uh, 20 columns of clocks. And you're talking five rows. So there's 100 clocks per wall, 300 clocks in the whole place, right? Well, wow, clock shop. You don't, you don't see a lot of clock shops. I'm saying clock shop a lot now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're like, that's weird, isn't it? And then we carry on walking. Three doors down, another clock shop. Uh, same amount of clocks, right? We look over the road, another clock, right? And on this street, I swear, there was about 15 of them. Just this one street. It took us five minutes to walk down it. 15, maybe 20 clock shops. What is it with Dan Ang and clocks, man? Like, is that where Mr. Clock invented the clock? Like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know why there's so many clocks there, man. Come on. So yeah, a lot of clocks. Ah, clocks. I just like saying clocks. Right. <laughs> From there, uh, we were going to head to VIN, V-I-N-H, but we did not. We instead saw there's this lovely little uh, beachy place and we thought, beach place, be a little cheaper because it's not the city. It's like there's nothing there. We'll get a, we'll get a cheap hotel, you know, it'd be cool. Went there. And, uh, and what happened? I remember when we got there, it was dark. And I was, I was looking at the map to try and see where we're going, you know. I saw the road ahead. It's like, yeah, road ahead's fine. So I looked at the map while we're driving, while we're riding. And, and from, the, from behind, she goes, stop, stop, stop. I was like, what? I put on the brakes, you know. And I stopped just in time. <laughs> because the road kind of ended and uh, which was confusing because I saw that the road carried on right I know what you're thinking uh, it turns out that there was like a maybe half a foot to a foot drop what's that in centimeters 15 to 30 centimeter drop onto like the bit underneath the road that they haven't tarmacked yet and it's like you definitely can't ride on it I've ridden on some terrible surfaces but that, that did not look good and it was a big old drop as well anyway Turned around. <laughs> I'm going to see if this is still recording because I always have that feeling. Yeah, it is. Okay. So I turned around and we went to 
Cua Law, it was called. C-U-A-L-O. And we couldn't find a lot of cheap places. And so there was this hotel called The Summer 2. We found The Summer 1. It was uh, incredibly expensive. Uh, but The Summer 2. Now, our budget for accommodation, our maximum that we really don't want to go above, even though we are, <laughs> is 300,000 dong-ish, which is not too much, really. Let me, let me see how much that is. Let's have a look. Come on, we can do this. 300,000 VND in USD. In US dollars, it is $13 we want to spend on where we stay. 10 pounds. There you go. 10 pounds and two pence. That's how much we want to spend. You know, we don't want to spend a lot. You don't have to. But this summer too, we're there. We looked at it. We went in. 700,000. But it is what we refer to as a baller hotel. (laughs) Uh, Super nice. Four star. Stuff like that, you know. And I never would usually, I never would, I would never usually <laughs> uh, stay in places like that. Apart from sometimes, sometimes it's nice. But there was nothing else around, man. That's my excuse. That's my excuse. And also there's that thing of, I think it was Rolf Potts that said, uh, it's good to, if you're just going around balling, staying in like five-star hotels, it's really good to have one night in a hostel, like bumming it. And it's also good the other way around. If you're just hostile in it and like, you know, stuff like that, it's good to have the one day just to clear everything out and just have a nice warm shower and just chill out in a nice hotel. It's good the other way around. And I strongly suggest that, you know, because one of them, if you, if you ball in your way around whatever country and like to stay in a hostel, the people you'll meet, it feels like, and this is not me. I, I don't ball around, you know me, but... Um, it's like it's like you're on the Titanic pre-sinking and you're going down down deck under deck what's it called basement it's not basement lower deck is that what it's called the lower deck right that makes sense so it's like yeah you're on the Titanic pre-sinking and you go down to the lower deck where they're having a great time you know <laughs> there's no champagne there's Irish music <laughs> you know what I'm saying but the opposite is also true if you're bumming it and you're, you're oh no, my, my sleeping bag is all sweaty or whatever, <laughs> you know, then it's great to have that one day, just get in that nice hotel, get in the kimono. They, they had kimonos at this hotel. Get in the kimono, you know what I mean? Like just the one day of that, just one day, just to refresh yourself, you know, nice rest. So yeah, this is all me justifying <laughs> staying in the place. So super nice, Baller Hotel, really nice. Uh, but yeah, what we didn't know, and the reason we stayed there as well is because, this is, I'm not still justifying it, but the reason we stayed in it as well is because it was raining and riding in the rain sucks. It's the worst, right? I hate it. I once had to ride, as I'm sure you know if you're old listeners, not in age. Uh, I once rode from uh, Toulouse to Barcelona without knowing that I would, because my geography of southern France obviously wasn't that good, uh, without knowing that I would have to summit the Pyrenees. Uh, it rained for six hours on that six-hour ride. And the rain, when I was up in the in the very top of the Pyrenees, uh, the rain in my boots was trying to freeze. Uh, so I, I know what it's like riding in the rain, man. And it is not fun. Not fun. All you can do is, is keep it in your mind that you will be in a warm bed tonight 
that's like, I, I've said this a million times. I had a song that was keeping me going. It was, uh, I can't remember how, the melody. I still got on the podcast, so I might find that one day. But it was, tonight I'm going to be in Barcelona. Oh, I totally remember it. Um, it's going to be warm and it's going to be nice. No, no, that's not it. It's going to be something and it's going to be nice. It's going to be warm. No, I'm going to be warm because right now I'm like ice. <laughs> And I was just laughing to myself and keeping myself going because that's what you got to do, man. You know, point being, it was raining. <laughs> and the rain sucks. So we were like, if we're going to stay here and I'm going to do a bunch of work, get it all out of the way. And like, and, you know, if we're going to have to stay indoors for the most part, we want to be in nice doors. So, so we stayed there. Right? What we didn't know was there was a wedding going on there. We didn't know that. Uh, but there wasn't the first day, but the second day, second night, there was a wedding going on. So I went out, we went out in the morning and uh, there's people everywhere. We're like, what is going on? And we looked and it's like, there's all this, all these wedding photos and all people there arriving. And then I went outside the front and I was like, oh, I'm going to move my terribly cheap looking bike out of the way of <laughs> the front of this hotel so you can get some nice pictures, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so we did that, but we went down for breakfast, right? First day breakfast, get this. What is something to you, that doesn't sound like breakfast food. Never think about that for a second, right? I'll see if I can beat it with what they offered us. There was one offering, by the way. So you're probably thinking uh, pizza. That's not breakfast food, right? You, I mean, if it's the day after a party, you could have cold pizza or how I prefer it, reheatsa. Right? You could do that. That could work, right? What other foods are not breakfast? There's many, there's many, right? Quiche. No, quiche is breakfasty, isn't it? <laughs> anyway we were offered we went down for breakfast oh free breakfast yeah oh, this is gonna be a great breakfast big buffet you know went down there <laughs> and the woman comes over she's like alright the hell are you doing here we were like breakfast please and they said oh breakfast right okay cool yeah have a seat uh, we see all these buffet trays nothing in them we were the before this wedding we were the only people staying in the hotel this hotel to put it in perspective we were on the 17th floor it only had 18 floors <laughs> so we were the only people in this entire hotel right and uh, so they weren't expecting us to come for breakfast <laughs> so we sat down they go uh, what, what do you want I was like I don't know you got any fruit they go nah I said you got bread <laughs> nah right um, coffee Go, yeah, yeah, we got coffee. Sound. All right, sound. I'll have a coffee. And to eat? Oh, it depends. Uh, what do you have? Um, what do you have on offer? What are all of the things that you have on offer? And she goes, well, we've got one thing. I said, well, why did you ask me? What I anyway. <laughs> I said, go on. She goes, eel soup. <laughs> I said, is there any bread with that? She goes, no, there is not. <laughs> I said, righto. So we've got eel soup or nothing. <laughs> She goes, yeah, that's about the size of it. I said, she wasn't Cockney. And uh, I said, right, oh, well, I'll stick with the coffee. Thank you. <laughs> she goes, all right, sound, no worries. So we didn't have breakfast that morning. We just had coffee. And then, um, and then I went to the, to the reception woman afterwards. I was like, all right. Um, and she goes, oh, what? I said, breakfast tomorrow. Is there any, any chance of getting like some fruit or something? And she goes, yeah, um, yeah, maybe. Uh, what, <laughs> what time are you thinking about having breakfast? I said, uh, well, breakfast is until 9.30, isn't it? I'm working late, so <sighs> nine. She goes, ooh, ooh ah, nine. Starts laughing with the person. Oh, nine, listen to this guy. He wants to come at nine. 
I'm like, all right, well, you tell me. <laughs> what time should I come? And she goes, uh, eight. I was like, ooh, ah. I turned, I'm like, ah, listen to this, eight. Have you heard this? <laughs> I said, eight's a bit early, love. I'm working till two. And she goes, all right, how about nine? I said, nine sounds good. Nine sounds fantastic. <laughs> so we had nine. But uh, there was no fruit. There was no fruit. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, we did have. Oh, we didn't have it, but we got it brought to us. Um, I had, so there was some bread. And so I had bread and jam, jam and bread, jam sandwich, loving, loving it. So they also brought, uh, that was our first course, apparently. Second course came. I didn't know there were two courses. One came, right? What's another food that you don't think is a breakfast food? So what's coming through? Eel soup is obviously the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, anything fish related isn't, well, that's just personal. But anyway, what's <laughs> spaghetti bolognese? That's what they brought <laughs> for breakfast, man. Like, <laughs> I'd understand. I would understand more. I understand the eel soup more. There you go. Because it's Vietnam. I'm in Vietnam. This is probably what they eat for breakfast. Fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I, I, I love it. I'm all about that stuff. If I'm in Vietnam, I, we've only eaten Vietnamese food here. You know, like I'm all about that stuff. If that's what they do, that's what they do. Lovely. But they're bringing me an Italian dish. <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is not their food. This is not what they eat for breakfast. <laughs> Nor do Italians, actually. No one does. <laughs> Spagball, man. Anyway. <laughs> so that was that. And then uh, the last day we were there, it was the, the last evening. And uh, I was going out, just nipping out, you know. And I get out of the elevator, and it's noisy. There's music. I'm like, what's going on now? What's going on here? And I look at the front door, big front door, I look at the front door, people dancing. There's like 20 to 50, I'm not good with numbers, 20 to 50 people dancing. What's going on here? And it's like 90s, not 90s, kind of 80s slash 90s disco music. No, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, you know the old Casio keyboards and then you press the demo button? That's what it was. <laughs> All right, so, so mixed in with a bit. No, no, it was just that actually. So yeah, <laughs> and they were dancing like that. And, uh, and I was like, is, it, is there another place to leave? I don't want to interrupt their dancing. <laughs> and the girl was like, nah, you got to go out the front amidst their dancing. So I was walking to the front and this guy stops me. These two guys, he's like, ah, stop, 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 stop. And this guy's posing with me. The other guy's taking a picture. I'm like, hey, oh, there you go. Yeah, let's have a picture, son. Yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> Takes a picture with me, loving it. And then um, I walk out the front door. Immediately, within seconds, I get handed a beer, right? So I've got a beer in hand now, <laughs> entering the, this, this group of people. I get kind of pushed, <laughs> uh, lightly, but with force. Uh, into into the middle of the circle, I am now the attraction. I am now the art piece. <laughs> and everyone around me, all Vietnamese, obviously, everyone around me is dancing in the way that old English men dance at weddings, right? So it's all in the knees. There's no hip action. All in the knees, right? You're bent at the elbow, right? You've got your pointers out. You're pointing, right? And then you kind of, one after the other, left, right, pointing up at 45 degree angle, pointing up, bending the knees on each point. You with me? So, <laughs> so no, I'm proficient in this dance, you know? I, I, I come from a long line of Englishmen. I am proficient in this dance. And so that's what I do. 
start dancing with these people. I've got a bit of shoulder action in it as well, you know, getting into it. <laughs> and uh, and I, I don't know where this is leading. <laughs> like, I'm just dancing. When does this weird Casio keyboard music end, right? <laughs> I'm just dancing. I'm like, I've got to go. I've got to go. I'm not allowed to leave, right? <laughs> dancing with them a bit longer. I leave eventually. And I go. And I come back a bit later. Right? Got my provisions, etc. They're still there dancing. It's a different demo track now. <laughs> I'm like, can I nip round the side? <laughs> I, I attempt it. It doesn't work. We have another dance. <laughs> I'm there. Beer still in hand. Not a big beer fan. Beer still in hand. <laughs> dancing with them, you know. So that was that. And that's how I left and <laughs> came back into the hotel. But that was, yeah, that was cool, which is nice. And then <laughs> we went on to Dong Hoi. <laughs> I know, I know. And we went there. <laughs> uh, it's a place. <laughs> it's like I said before, it's one of those places between places, you know. And uh, what did we do there? We went to a hostel. It was all right. And not much happened there. Not much happened. Uh, except for I did watch the fights, the UFC fights. I, now, I told myself I wouldn't go on about them. But come on. If you haven't seen the fights, please stop listening now. This is your time to stop listening. If you don't know the fights, UFC 244, please stop listening now. Cool. Can you believe <laughs> the ref stopped it? Honestly. No one cares about this. I know. I know. But it was... <laughs> Right. The Rock, right? Okay, no, I need to go back a bit. <laughs> okay, right. So the UFC has one belt for each weight class. You know, it's the, the champion of the world, right? They invented a new belt called the BMF, the baddest mother, you know. I don't swear on this show. Uh, and so, so they made a new belt for it and everything. And The Rock was going to put the belt on the winner, right? And it got into the third round. After the third round, Doctor came in. A doctor stoppage is very rare. Very rare. You're talking one in one in 30 fights, maybe. Doctor stopped it. Doctor stopped it halfway through the fight. He goes, nah, this fight can't go on. This guy wins, I guess. And so that's what happened. Big letdown. But all the other fights are amazing. Except for Johnny Walker got knocked out, which is not cool. Anyway, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk about the fights. All right. Then this morning, we left Dong Hoi. Well... Before leaving, uh, I realized that the tire was dead. So I had to walk the bike to 10 minutes to go get the tire fixed, which was lovely. I mean, it cost me, uh, to get a new, uh, new inner tube, uh, it cost me 80,000 dong. And for the guy to fit it as well, which is, no, nope, that's not right. Which is £2.67. You can't argue with that. To get a new inner tube and for the guy to actually fit it as well. $3.45. You cannot argue with that, right? Oh, hello. We've got someone at the door. Let's see who it is. Hello. You look out of breath. Just the stairs. Ah, the stairs. I'm recording the podcast. Hi. Hi. I've got this. <laughs> we don't cut. We don't cut. All right, where was I? Yeah, so got a bike fixed and then made our way to Huey. We made our Huey. And we just went out. We had something to eat, which was super nice. Pineapple beef and rice. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, we had that chicken. When was that? Yesterday. Uh, chicken and rice because we went to this place and it, we were like, have you got noodles? They were like, 
nah. And then we're like, all right, cool. Have you got beef? They go, nah. Yeah, <laughs> soup? They go, mm, no soup. No, no, okay. Uh, I can't remember what we asked. So we had rice and chicken. And I had a sneaking suspicion that it would be an entire chicken. Because that's how they do it. The sound, yeah, the time that was fried. both fried. it was frying for a long time, and it was like I I think that it was alive moments before we entered the restaurant. That's what I think. <laughs> so we had half a chicken each. It was ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, now we're in Hue, which is nice. Yeah, it was half a chicken. Yeah, it was. They took a chicken. Body. Yeah, they took the neck off. That's a weird way to say that. I think they killed the chicken that moment. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> what do you think of Hue? She's just been through like an hour-long walk. What do you think of Hue? Everything is nice around us. Looks like a fake movie scene. Everything um, is nice. Places are beautiful. Food are amazing. Um, and a lot of people from other country, so don't look real Vietnamese. Yeah, true. just because we are like in one only one point, so we have to go far away from this area. It's nice. just the real way. Yeah, I think you're right. It is. We are in the touristy area. You know, like I'm looking out the window, I can see two hostels. You know, we're in that type of area. Oh, hello. We call it the gringo area, even though I am one. Um, but that's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I guess, would Vietnamese, do you reckon they have a word for gringos? They probably just say tourist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. Their economy, so probably they have. That's true. That's true. Yeah, here we are. Here we are in Hue. And it's, it's nice. We're leaving tomorrow to go to Hoi An. Oh, and also Hoi is really French, super French. There's a cornice. The keen decorators among you will know what that means. Uh, but you know the bit on the ceiling uh, where it's like, it's like a curve, where it meets the wall. It's like a curved thing. That's called a cornice. And uh, some people call it a cornice. Uh, they are to be mocked. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's a French thing. And we've got a French balcony. No, it's not. This isn't even a French balcony. This is a, it's not a Juliet balcony. It's a massive balcony. Anyway, so Hue is French. That's the main point. Let's get on to the question of the week. Let's get on to the question of last week, actually. The question from last week was, what is your biggest fear of quitting your job, going out on your own, doing your first time traveling, anything like that. What is your biggest fear surrounding it? As you remember, mine was, what was mine again? What is my biggest fear about that? Or what was it? Uh, failure, that was it. Failing and then like having to come back and saying, yeah, tried and I failed. Because that does suck. But as I said last week, it's not the end of the world, you know? Failing isn't really failing anyway. So Taylor John writes in to say, uh, he says, in answer to the question of the week, my biggest fear of quitting my job and going out on my own is the unknown. Interesting. Hold on, my biggest fear of quitting my job and going out on my own is the unknown, right? I know it should be exciting, but so many things could go wrong. Love the podcast. Cheers from London. Right. Okay. Hmm. Let me just start with that one. 
The unknown, right. Let's think about archetypes. As you know, I always bring it back to archetypes. I talk about this a hell of a lot. But we were talking about this yesterday. We were talking about Harry Potter and Star Wars and everything like that. And in these stories, you'll often find there's either a forest or a jungle, mainly a forest, a forest or a deep sea sometimes. Something like that, right? A vast kind of expanse of things. And so let's take some examples, right? In Harry Potter, you've got the forest. What's the forest called in Harry Potter? <laughs> Is that it? The Forbidden Forest? I don't know either. There's a forest. Anyway. <laughs> There's no cutting. <laughs> Always trying to cut. Right. So there's a forest in Harry Potter. And if you remember in Star Wars, right, uh, do you remember in the f- in Jedi, uh, and he goes to meet Yoda on Dagobah, Dagobah, apparently, uh, he goes to meet Yoda, and he has that, that dream sequence, right? And, uh, and it's him, he goes into the, you know, it's kind of more like a jungle, swamp, swampy forest bit, and he goes in there, and in there he meets Darth Vader, and he strikes him down. <laughs> and then Darth Vader's helmet comes off the front of it. And it's Luke's face. <gasps> <Right>? What <laughs> happens in the forest in, in Harry Potter? Does anything happen in there? A lot of things. Is that where... I don't want to ruin Harry Potter if you haven't read it or seen it. Is that where he the, the Dementors come and then the stag saves him? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so that ties in very much so. So it ties in completely. So in the forest, again, same as think of Star Wars, right? In the forest, Ari goes in there and the Dementors are there, which is Darth Vader, right? And then Stag saves him. And I, I don't want to ruin it. If you if you don't want Harry Potter ruined, if you still haven't read it or seen it, listen, listen away, apparently. Listen away now. Okay, so he goes there, and then he and then they get scared off by the stag, right? So think back to Star Wars. He strikes down uh, Vader, and again, the stag is him, as we know. Uh, but then think of the think of the father connection. I'm ruining Star Wars now. Think of the father connection, right? Because he sees it's his father in Star Wars, right? He strikes him down. He sees his face. Oh no, it's me and the evil, right? And then in Harry Potter, you've got him, who's the stag, but he thinks it's his dad, right? So it's all linked, anyway. My point being. My point being, and again, oh man, again, Moby Dick, man. No, is it Moby Dick? Is it Moby Dick or is it Pinocchio? <laughs> I think it's Pinocchio. Yeah, is it Pinocchio or Moby Dick? Where he saves is do he wants to save his dad from the whale's mouth? It's the Bible. It's the Bible. That's it, not Pinocchio. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you and your Catholic upbringing. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, Bible, in the Bible, uh, he wants to save his dad from that. No, what is it? Is it Job or is that a different thing? John, 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 Jonas. Yeah, what happens? Teach us the Bible. Remember? I think Jonas, um, I think God sent a big fish or a whale. Yeah. To, oh my God, this is so wrong. I think so wrong. But I think God sent a whale 
so so Jonas can get into the whale and go somewhere else, save some place. Oh yeah. I don't know. Oh my God, right. I studied in a Catholic school for <laughs> 12 years, and I that does I'm not. not sound <laughs> right. That doesn't sound right. Oh, or that Polish. All done. All done. We gotta look this up. All right. Man, this is just going to bring up news stories. Man saves dad from whale. Pretty sure it's Pinocchio or Moby Dick. This is just news stories. This is... A <laughs> Geppetto. Geppetto. Yeah, Pinocchio. It's Pinocchio. There you go. Geppetto got swallowed by the whale. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so, the point is... Geppetto, go, like, remember I said about the sea being like the forest? <clears throat> there is a point to all this. Right. And uh, Geppetto, old mate's dad, he, uh, he he's in the whale, maybe. And Pinocchio, potentially, has to go in and maybe save him. <laughs> I think that's how Pinocchio is. Uh, but yeah, anyway, point is, you go into the unknown and there's a bit of a thing with your dad as well. Because eventually you become him. Anyway, so my point is... The unknown is an inevitability, right? I don't think it's right. No, I I was going to say I don't think it's right to fear the unknown because I think it's natural to fear the unknown. That's why we don't like the dark because we don't know what's there, right? It's natural to fear the unknown. But in order to progress through your hero's journey and become made of wood or a Jedi or... Harry Potter <laughs> you have to go into the unknown right imagine if Harry Potter didn't go into the forest imagine if Luke that was the main part of his training you know imagine if old mate didn't rescue Geppetto from the whale this is part of the journey that is part of the hero's journey in order to to realize yourself you have to go into the unknown you have to and then you God, I don't know these archetypes very well. I really used to. And then you do something that saves your dad. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but there you go. So the unknown, I think it's 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 okay to fear it, but it's also okay to fear something and do it anyway. You know? Because at the other side of that lies salvation. I know I've made this a very big deal, <laughs> but that's true. The other side of the unknown, you learn about yourself. You learn about what you could turn into. You learn about what you don't want to turn into. You learn about the attraction of the dark side. And then you come out the other side realized as a person. So, wasn't that an answer? Uh, so that was, the, yeah, that was the, the answer for quitting my job and going out. Uh, fear is the unknown. I know it should be exciting, but so many things could go wrong. That's true. That's true. So many things could go wrong. You could, I've said this before, you could say the same about leaving your house in the morning. You could get hit by a bus. Please don't, but you could get hit by a bus. But does that mean you stay in your house? Let's just extend that a bit. Town, city, country, world. <laughs> so there you go. I hope that in some way helped. No, it probably didn't. Okay, this week's question of the week is, and this is an easier one. This is an easy one. Where are you? Right now, that's not it. That's too easy. Where are you right now? And where would you rather be? Mm, we could tack on why for that. <laughs> so right now, I'm going to answer it myself. Right now, I'm in Hue. Right now, I don't think I would like to be anywhere else. Because we're on the journey. We're on the way. On the way. <laughs> I'm the worst. Yeah, we're on the way. And it's, this is where we must be. 
what is a journey if because I could say Ho Chi Minh because that's where we're going but what is the point might as well get a plane We like Da Nang is just up the road we can go to Da Nang and get a plane we could easily do that it's not the point it's not why we're doing it this is why I like the long journeys man you know everyone's always heard it's not about the destination it's about the journey and that's totally true you know we could easily get to Ho Chi Minh but that, that defeats the point therefore there is nowhere I'd rather be than where I am right now because this is where I should be for this journey it's good right let's move on to oh yeah to send in your answers it's Instagram at Backpack Digital Backpack Digital right more questions we have here from this is an oldie from <laughs> one that I didn't get to it's in the email I don't see my email that much Jennifer Mitchell Jennifer says hi Hayden hello my name is Jenny, and I'm working my way through all seasons of your awesome podcast. I love it. Thank you very much. I'm a long-time traveler and split my time between the USA and Eastern Europe, Bulgaria. I love Bulgaria, man. I was thinking, oh, Sophia, what do you think? We're definitely not thinking of baby names, if that's what you're thinking. Anyway, uh, Bulgaria. Sophia's the capital of Bulgaria. Uh, anyway, planning a trip to Mexico. Any suggestions on where to go? I want to go somewhere with lots of neat history and beauty. Not super into beaches. So it doesn't need to be the main attraction. Thanks. Looking forward to more listening. Keep it up. This is a question for you. Uh, she says, uh, where is it? Planning a trip to Mexico. This was back in August, so she might already be there. Uh, any suggestions? This could help with the listeners. Any suggestions on where to go? Lots of history and beauty. Doesn't need to have a beach in Mexico. Well, when I went to Mexico, I was not interested in go to the best and most uh, famous touristic points. First time I was there, I was with a friend. Then I started to travel alone. And the first place I were was Oaxaca. So, you know, Oaxaca is a beautiful place, beach. Um, there is a place called Yervelagua. That's super nice. And there is a beach called Zipolite. That's cool too. It's a, and there is a naked, how I say that, naturist yeah. beach <laughs> uh, close to the Zipolite. Was nice. I met uh, this normal place too, where people from Mexico used to go. And I was in space uh, autonomy. Autonomy? I don't know how to say this, but I was in space uh, working as volunteer and I spent my time with the people, not really visiting and around. Well, nowadays I will probably do, probably do different. I would like to see around, but in that time, no, I was happy just meeting people was the most important for the moment, that moment. In Mexico City, maybe she, she will love that the pyramids. The pyramids is, was a really nice experience in Mexico. <laughs> it sounds like a school project, school oh, English project. Cut, cut this. Cut this. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's, uh, there is history. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Carry water with you because it's a long walk. And uh, it's the parent is the best thing I saw that includes 
that's beautiful and there is history. There is a lot of farms in Mexico, but this one, Mexico City, is re was really the best experience I had with pyramids. <laughs> and I recommend it. That was good. I like it when I can't answer a question, but this is the perfect question for you. That was good. That was good. Right. Let's do one more question, then we'll go into a story, I guess. Yeah, I reckon that's a good idea. Okay, this is from Jessica Lauren. She says... This is from a while ago. She says, Hey, Hayden, I've just started listening to your podcast, having been looking at going away this January. Uh, yes, she's still not gone yet. Uh, for a stint, uh, as long as work slash wallet will allow. Uh, thinking about a few separate ways to build a business that I can travel with. I have some remote clients already. Love writing, so travel blogging seems an obvious choice. Got a few things organized, an online course to get me set up and get my head straight on what I'm looking to do. Anyway, the reason I'm reaching out is your podcast. I'd love to know how and where you record from the road. I've got some ideas, but no clue how to begin a podcast from a technical point of view. I wonder if you'd be happy to share your podcast tips with me. It's, uh, Jess from Jersey, Channel Islands. You don't get a lot of people from Jersey. That's cool. Right. For starters, I'd say maybe... I mean, uh, there's nothing. I've got nothing against blogs, but podcasts are overtaking them in all of the things that are good about stuff. So, so I would definitely recommend doing it. I'm going to see if this is recording, actually. Yes, it is. I'd definitely recommend doing, uh, recommend doing a podcast over a blog. Uh, they're, uh, I don't want to say the word lucrative because it makes, it makes me think of, uh, what's his name? Scrooge McDuck. Uh, yeah, they're more lucrative if that's what you're looking for. Uh, and they're, they're just overtaking. There's too many blogs and, and podcasts are taken off still. So yeah, podcast. How to do one. Very, very easy. Very easy. Right. If you have... If you have a... If you have an iPhone, right? And it has a lightning connector at the bottom. Do they still do the ones that don't have a lightning? Yeah. So six, five and above? So yeah. If you've got an iPhone, basically. Then... I would recommend using what I'm using now. It sounds like this, especially when you go close. It's really quite nice. Uh, it is <laughs> the Shure, S-H-U-R-E, some of the best, or the best microphones in the world, depending on the use, uh, are made by Shure. Uh, M for mother, V for... Don't say vagina, don't say vagina. V for vendetta, there you go. Um, 88, as in uh, the year that David Lee Roth's Skyscraper album was out. <laughs> Uh, the speed you have to go to go back in time. Uh, MV88, sure MV88, and that goes straight to the bottom of your phone. It's what I'm using now. It's got an app that comes with it. You can even, if you don't know anything about sound, how to make stuff sound good, it's even got uh, like compressors and all the stuff that you probably won't know how to use, but it's okay because they've got presets in there. So you can actually make it sound good on the app itself. You do it, you record it, boom, you're done. You know? I would also then recommend, for free, I'd recommend... Anchor. It's anchor.com or anchor.fm. It's usually FM, these sites. Uh, anchor.fm. Uh, FM is in uh, radio. So yeah, Anchor is... Now this is an advertisement for them. That I know they pay people to advertise for them. Uh, but uh, this is not an advertisement. I don't use Anchor. There we go. I don't use Anchor. Though I'm thinking about it. Uh, so <laughs> Anchor is cool because all you do is... Say you've got your music at the front 
you put your music in there, it's stored there, right? It's saved there as an audio file. Uh, I'm going too deep into this. But then you get your outro music, you put that on there, then you stick in the, the file that you get from your phone, you just put it straight in there, and boom, you've made an episode. You write in what it's called and then hit go. And then there you go. You've got yourself a podcast. It is incredibly easy. You could, if you, you could record a five-minute uh, intro episode, do it in Anchor, takes five minutes. You could, 10 minutes from now, you could have your first episode up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you need, a, you need a mic. But then again, the mics on the phones nowadays are good. They are really good. Uh, really good, actually. But yeah, so I'd recommend if you're getting a mic, the MV88. If you don't have a phone like that, and say, for example, you have a computer or something like that, get the uh, Audio Technica ATR, as in as in 8080. <laughs> that doesn't help. As in Audio Technica R. Uh, what is it? ATR 2100, 2100. And that is a USB mic that goes straight into your computer. You can also get an adapter, so it goes straight into your phone. Uh, it's a little bigger. The thing about the MV88 is it's absolutely tiny. So yeah, that is how to start a podcast. It is insanely easy. Everyone should do it. Just do it. Just start. That's, that's the thing. There are no barriers. There are no barriers. You could do it with your phone's microphone. You could do it within 10 minutes. There are no barriers. Just get your first one out. I want to hear it. Let me know as soon as you've got it live. And there you go. Job done. So let's do, let's end with a travel story, shall we? And uh, if you want to send in a travel story or a question or anything like that, Instagram at Backpack Digital. If it's like super long and you want to type it out, then do Hayden Lee Mail, M-A-I-L, at gmail.com. There you go. Right. Let's get us a travel story. This is from <clears throat> Philippe Manani. Don't know. Hello, Hayden. It's Philippe from Denmark. Uh, love the podcast. Thank you very much. Always a cheerful ramble when you need it. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. I heard in one of your previous podcasts that you seek travel stories as a new section of your new season. Yes, I do. Uh, so I thought I'd send you one of my own. <laughs> he underlined me because that's how I talk. Thank you very much. One of my own. <laughs> Here goes. I was doing the whole... Inter- Should I do a story voice for this? I was doing... No, I shouldn't. I was doing the whole interrail thing for a month in March 2018 with a friend of mine. Somehow we ended up in Paris and was in search of a hostel when we got to the city. No need for booking in advance when you travel spontaneously. That's absolutely right. So we find a hotel in a shady neighborhood. <laughs> but it's affordable, so we decide to go with it. We go into the reception, check in, and get to the room. But when we get in the room, we realize there is only one pillow. <laughs> I go down to reception. <laughs> it's a funny story, isn't it? Uh, I want to know where this goes. Don't you want to know where this goes? What happens? Why is there one pillow? <laughs> What's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? The pillow is wet or full of uh, thing iron inside, or the pillow is of cement. cement? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's find out. Treasures inside of treasure. I think you're. I think you're thinking of a, a better story. I think this story is not going to be cool now because <laughs> now we're thinking of treasure. <laughs> right. <laughs> there is only one pillow. I go down to the reception, but there is only the night porter. A rather large man that could easily have been a bouncer in a nightclub. 
I gave him the update on the pillow situation, and he soon grabs an extra pillow, there's an extra pillow, and follows me up to the room and delivers the pillow in our hotel room. Interesting. Now there are two pillows. All good for now. But then in the middle of the night, when me and my friend were sleeping, I hear a noise that wakes me up. I wake up and then... A rat inside of the pillow. <laughs> I wake up and the night porter, that's the bloke downstairs, the night porter, where are we? I've lost my place. I've lost my place. Oh yeah, night porter is standing in our room looking at us. The bloke, yeah. I make a small sound of... <laughs> no, I make a small sound of surprise. How do you make a small sound of surprise? <laughs> what is a small sound? Ooh. That's a small sound of surprise, isn't it? No, that's a large sound of surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. I make a small sound of surprise and I reach for the bed lamp and when I get the light on, he is gone. <laughs> I, I push my friend out of bed who did not see a thing and he is ready to run after the night porter to get answers. My friend is rather small, so going up against a club bouncer looking night porter is not a small task. I hold him back and we start barricading the door with all we can find. That means putting everything in front of the door so that no one can get in. Tables, chairs, tea kettles, anything will do. I love the tea kettle <laughs> barricading. We call the hotel manager to get answers. He tells us that a mistake had happened, that there had been a double booking, and the night porter had to check if the room was free. There we are. My friend and I didn't buy that explanation, so early in the morning we sneaked out of the hotel and going on with our journey. The story ends here, that every hotel room that comes across my future journeys gets barricaded from the inside. <laughs> but that's the thing about travel. You get both the good and the bad experiences, even though I know you don't believe in good and bad things. That's true, I don't. And it, it sure has not discouraged me from future adventures. All the best. Philippe from Denmark, P.S., Love your pronunci pronunciation of Odense. Uh, that's probably how I pronounced it last time. When you visited Denmark on your visit all countries in mainland Europe trip. Odense? Odense. Odense? Oh, okay. I'm asking the wrong person here, but how would you pronounce that? Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone on to weather. It's gone into the Huey weather. Oh, now I've ruined everything. Hold on. Give me one second. That's oh, that's how I would pronounce that too. How would you pronounce that? Odense. Ooh, interesting. Odense. Od. Oh, we can listen. Yes, let's listen to this. Okay, this is how you pronounce that place in Denmark that I was. Uh, what? Say it again. Odense. There you go. That's how you pronounce that. Is that better? Is that better? Right. <laughs> anyway, that'll do it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Backpack Digital. We'll be back next week when we will be in... Let's see where we'll, where we'll be. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-ish. We'll probably be in Dalat, I reckon, next week which is a nice French-ish place in the south. We'll be very close to Ho Chi Minh. So there we go. 
Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch, it's Instagram at Backpack Digital. Drop me a line. And, and I shall speak to you next week. 